technology and acquisition to citizen services and mission execution. A culture shift is underway with federal government leaders increasingly seeking out solutions that disrupt the way business has traditionally been done. Here we connect with those government and industry leaders driving this change and driving the real results in support of their agency mission. This is Keeping IT Brief. I'm being joined today by Kevin Kaiser, the Performance and Readiness Division Manager at Lighthouse. Thank you for joining me today, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, so let's start with how does performance relate to readiness and why is this important for our service members and how does resilience intersect with these areas? Well, thanks so much, uh, Marianne. You know, I really am honored and appreciative of being here today. And of course, I'm extremely passionate about this field and I'm always excited to talk about performance, readiness and resilience and especially about the things that we at Lidos are doing in this field. So as a basic understanding of our performance and readiness division, we specialize in research and analysis, education and training, as well as service delivery in the form of counseling and coaching services to promote health, well-being, resilience and readiness. So this is a very exciting field as military leaders are continuing to come to the realization that behind most, if not all, missions, systems, logistics, weapons is a person that's required or will be required to take in information of all types, make quick decisions, and execute an action in complex and changing environments, with some of those decisions even being life and death in nature. So if you want to optimize mission success, Working to improve readiness, performance, and resilience is critical. Even more exciting is the field continues to expand as for a long time, the factors that impact readiness were purely thought to be things like physical type of properties, like fitness level, strength, speed. And then psychological health came to the forefront as one of those things that also affects readiness. And now what we're seeing is that there are a whole host of other factors that also contribute to the whole health state of readiness. Things that you might even uh, not have thought of, like financial issues or relationship issues or children or family or leadership or work culture and climate issues, all of those can impact readiness. So to get to the, the question, really, readiness is a state of preparedness. So at a basic level, readiness is the state of preparedness. It's basically how ready you are to perform your mission when you're called upon to do it. And that can really be anything, depending on what your mission field is. You could be administrator, you could be a policy writer, you could be an operational uh, mission performer downrange, you could be in leadership, um, but the bottom line is readiness is essentially how ready, how available, how prepared are you to execute your mission when you're called upon to do it. So then performance is an outcome of readiness. It's, it's basically depending on how ready you are your readiness state is an indicator of how well you will execute your mission or how well you will perform. So performance is an outcome of readiness. And then last, resilience is really you know, how well are you or your teams can adapt to change or bounce back from adversity. So if you experience adversity while you're executing your mission, a resilient individual 
may be able to handle that challenge or handle some adversity and still stay focused on executing the mission at hand. It can also relate to individuals that have completed their missions and their ability to bounce back and return to that ready state before being called upon again to execute their next mission. So if you can imagine this interconnectedness, if it's, let's say a triangle, for instance, where readiness and performance and resilience are all at the, the, uh, the points of the triangle, they are interconnected and influence each other. And so if you are more resilient during performance, you can perform better. If you are more resilient after a mission, you can return to that ready state faster and be prepared for your next mission. And so within the performance and readiness division, we work to improve readiness, performance, and resilience in a number of ways to include people-centered subject matter expertise, to support research, education, training, coaching, and counseling, all in the aspect of improving readiness. So if you imagine a continuum that intersects these concepts, this performance, readiness, and resilience concept, you can see how research can inform on education and training, which can then inform on the provision of services such as counseling and coaching, which can ultimately help individuals navigate the stressors of daily life so they can return to their ready state or maintain a ready state so that they're able to execute their mission when called upon to do it time after time. Okay, so you've talked about improving performance, readiness, and resilience and their relationship as it pertains to individuals and populations. It seems that data and technology must play a role in this as well. So in that context, what are some of the challenges in assessing service member readiness and how is Lidos working to solve those issues? Well, well, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of challenges in assessing service member readiness, and Lidos is working on a lot of those different things in different ways for our customers, especially in the areas of data and technology to solve some of those issues. So first, one of the big challenges that our customers face is that data exists in different spots. There's siloed data and siloed programs. So not only are there disparate data sets, but there are whole programs focused on improving readiness, performance, and resilience that are different and unconnected. And that really creates a challenge because if individuals are collecting information, looking at a particular part of readiness, and then individuals over in another organization are collecting information, looking at another part of readiness without looking at those things together, it makes it very difficult to assess readiness as a whole. So by bringing data sets together, by bringing programs together and integrating those things, you can leverage the power of those data sets and programs a lot more than those things being utilized individually, especially with something like readiness and resilience, because readiness and resilience, as we stated, go beyond just the typical understanding of physical health and mental health. But there are several other things that can inform on readiness, things like financial concerns, family concerns, leadership concerns, the climate or the culture or the work environment you are in, all of these things can influence your preparedness level, your readiness level to go perform your mission. By having data in different spots, in different locations, it makes it difficult to really look at readiness, performance, and resilience in a comprehensive manner. You know, one can't fully understand the whole health of an individual by just looking at one data set or using one program to understand service members and their families. So as a system integrator, we at Lidos are working with our customers to solve this problem by connecting data sets and programs to better assess service member readiness. 
Another big problem that our customers have is the lack of metrics as a whole or even standardized metrics and analytics that can look at various health domains that play a role in readiness in any type of comprehensive way. Obviously, in order to be able to improve something, you have to be able to measure it. And so that's certainly true in the readiness, resilience, and performance space. What we see is that there is a lot of opportunity to work with customers around the metrics that they're using and to go beyond simply looking at things like utilization of services as a demonstration of program success and effectiveness. Metrics are also useful for customers to understand where resources are being allocated so they know whether they're being put to good use or what's working and not working and what the return on the investment is in order to improve readiness and resilience. So lack of metrics is certainly a challenge and we're working with our customers around helping them define what right looks like in the areas of performance, readiness, and resilience so it can be improved uh, and measured over time. And so with regards to technology and data, you know, just as we talked about metrics, developing the right analytics and ability to look at uh, a lot of different things from an analytical perspective is also very important. You know, it's one thing to be able to look at some data and tell a customer what's going on right now. It's almost like if you're on a trip and you're trying to go to a destination and someone tells you, well, you're in this location. You know, where do you, where are you going? What's the path? How, how are you going to get there? And so how much better would it be to be able to tell a customer that we have developed a specific profile of someone that was less likely to seek follow-up after being referred for a, let's say, musculoskeletal injury or a mental health issue. You know, that would really be important, right? Because to know what that individual, their profile, and the things that make up their, their, their issues would be important and would be an important indicator for a physician or a clinician or a counselor to specifically follow up or to ask about that or talk about why an individual should seek additional um, uh, uh, visits or, or, or a follow-up relative to those things. You know, there are obviously cost ramifications for things like musculoskeletal issues down the line associated with things like that, but there's also a physical readiness aspect associated with those types of issues too. So looking at developing analytics that not only tell us what's going on right now, but then using them to inform on issues before they become problems so research and resources and interventions can be dedicated to that person or group before things become a problem. And so really the last big problem that we have, or there are several, but one of the other things that we focus on for our customers is that the fact that the majority of the data that informs on performance readiness and resilience sits outside the clinical health record. Certainly clinical health and clinical health records are an important aspect of overall health, but as I've said, there are lots of other factors that influence an individual's whole health and thereby their readiness state, such as, again, their financial health, their psychological health, their emotional health, their social health. Lots of different things inform on readiness, and that data sits outside the electronic health record. In fact, I would venture to say that there's far more data that sits outside the health record that informs on health than what sits inside the health record. So we're looking at ways to develop technologies such as platform environments that can store information and collect it in a secure fashion, or a system that can incorporate different data streams that bring in different types of data from different types of technology 
and systems that can inform on readiness and then provide recommendations to our customers. There are so many different types of technologies and data out there now, so it's critical that not only is a system developed to support current needs, but it has to be something that is future-proof, basically something that's innovative, that is the solution for today, but it's got to be able to flex to the solution for tomorrow. And that's really a specialty of Lighthouse and is a perfect spot for us in this space, as we really are an innovation company that's rapidly addressing the world's most vexing challenges in not only national security, but also right here in health, like this one. And this is exactly what Lighthouse does. We collaborate to create smarter technology solutions for our customers. Okay, so now putting it all together, there's clearly a people side as well as a data and technology side to improving readiness for our service members and their families. So thinking about that, what critical features should be included in comprehensive military personnel and family support group programs focused on readiness now and in the future? Well, when you think about the combination of things, we talked about providing subject matter expertise, for instance, and services to improve readiness. But then we also talked about providing support around data and technology to support some of those problems for our customers. So putting it all together, yes, there is clearly a people side as well as a data and technology side to improving readiness for our service members. And as a result, any comprehensive military personnel and family support program that's designed to focus on readiness needs to have and be implemented in a way that incorporates some very critical things to not only be the program of today, but the program of tomorrow to meet the needs of our service members and families. So some of those critical components are things like counseling capacity and availability, you know, access to care and availability of services and delivery of services in the form of non-medical counseling and coaching to reach individuals and help them navigate the stressors of military life so that they can either return to or maintain their readiness state so that they're ready to perform at their highest levels when called to perform is critical. That only happens by making counselors more available and accessible to individuals, especially in very remote locations. And so to provide that support wherever they may be around the world. Counseling capacity is critical for service member readiness programs to address the increasing demands, to be immediately responsive to the occurrence of unpredictable events, and to meet the ever-growing needs for the service member population and their families. A second big factor that a program must have is the improved participant journey and access to resources. You know, this is extremely critical and it's an implementation of a program this, of this type must really focus on putting the person at the center of the program. There should most definitely be an enduring focus on the participant journey and availability and access to timely resources. We see so many programs these days that take a one-size-fits-all approach, and as a result, there are countless needs of individuals that are not necessarily being met, which then can affect their readiness and ultimately their performance. So any comprehensive program of the future needs to incorporate ways to really improve the participant journey, whether that's being able to answer the phone in a timely manner when someone calls for service, or, or whether that means being able to provide immediate access to a resource that's right around the corner for a person to see. You know, part of that person focus is also meeting individuals where they're at and in whatever they're doing and to be sensitive to those things. This is extremely important as well because the more you can connect with individuals, 
the more they see that their specific needs will be addressed and the more they're going to use the service, number one. And then two, the more they're going to engage others and refer others to the service, which then only provides greater support to our military members and their families. So being able to improve that participant journey and providing access to timely resources, whether that be in person, virtually, or over the web or chat, you know, putting the person first and meeting service members and the families where they're at and in ways they choose is extremely critical. Another factor is enterprise insights and data to drive decisions. You know, as we talked earlier, access to insightful and timely program data around things like current status, regional issues, or current program trends, and the ability to provide predictive information is also critical. A comprehensive program should have some type of technology-based component with the ability to collect data accurately, to store it securely, and then the ability to analyze it quickly to define what the current state of affairs is, but then even more important, predict what the future state's going to be or where resources might next be needed before they're needed. So enterprise solutions that can provide measurement of outcomes to support outcome-based decisions-making is critical as well. And then last, any comprehensive program, you know, surely needs to have an innovative and it has to be what I would call future-proof, meaning we have to keep thinking about new technologies to bring to a program, new ways to reach individuals where they are, new types of outreach materials, new ways of engaging people. It has to be a program that's ready and able to handle not only the problems of today, but then be able to flex to the needs and the desires of the populations for the future. It will be critical for comprehensive programs to feature modernized solutions for next generation force readiness and evidence-based digital tools that can be leveraged for resilience and well-being. Essentially, it will be critical for a comprehensive program to be a people-centered program enabled by technology. Okay, Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, again, I'd just like to reiterate, you know, how, you know, extremely passionate I am about this work and, and uh, just uh, happy to be here today. And, you know, um, you know, my team is really focused, as I mentioned, on improving performance, readiness, and resilience in our service members and their families. And it really is such an important topic. You know, for us, you know, it really goes beyond just smart people working on customer problems. You know, for Lidos, it's about the human collective. It's the power of bringing smart people together to focus on a mission. And that's really what drives and inspires me. And so whether it's in this area or others, we at Lidos are working together as a company, making smart smarter. And so thank you very much for having me. Yes, thank you for joining me today, Kevin Kaiser. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, check us out at govforum.io or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please subscribe, give us five stars, and share with your friends.